0: Scientific art of beauty. The
1: latest from Loveliness Laboratory. The Outline, World Dispatch.
2: It's Wednesday, December 6, 2017. I'm Aaron Edwards.
1: And I'm Adrienne Jeffries.
2: Today on the show, I talk to Aaron Gordon about playing a video game about playing video games.
1: And I talk to Gabby Del Valle about the multi-level marketing scheme that you may have seen your friends get roped into on Facebook.
2: Here's The Dispatch. The future in the new game esports life episode one dreams of glory you play as a teen trying to become an expert gamer and esports star aaron gordon played the game and he tried to understand why this game about gaming even exists hi aaron hey aaron so what is this game
0: so the game is called esports life and as bizarre as it sounds it's just playing as a teenager who is trying to get good at video games so he can play esports professionally, and that is the purpose of the game—to become a professional esports player. What's the gameplay like? Uh, so the, there isn't much gameplay. Like it's very, it's very um, you know pre-scripted, talking scenes focused. But what gameplay there is, it's kind of conventional role-playing gamey where you go from different locations and in each location, you have like a little mini task to complete. That incredible.
1: That's smash.
0: Damage. Most of the game that I played took place in the like esports cyber cafe, where you can actually train. Um, and the training consists of Either playing little mini arcade games that are like hyper simplistic, or what's called watching e- other esports play. Now I now it's like meta three levels of meta, and it's a kind of hard to talk about. It's so it's so meta. But um, in these segments, even though your character is supposed to be watching esports, it's still another game. But it's emoji pattern matching. Um, which doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything, but there it is. And how do you win? You know, that's an excellent question um, because I ended up stuck in this kind of perpetual loop where my character ran out of money, to, which you need to train at the Cyber Cafe. Uh, And I think you're supposed to get more money by doing chores at home. That's at least what I was reading. Um, But when I went home, there was no way to do chores uh, or or earn money in any other way. So my character was just completely stuck. Like I couldn't train more. I hadn't trained enough for the big esports showdown with the school bully who stole my best friend's laptop. Um, And that's like ostensibly the plot of the early part of the game is you need to beat the school bully in an esports game to get your best friend's laptop back, which obviously makes perfect sense. I don't think I have to explain that any anymore. And so, yeah, I was my character was just kind of stuck. I really have no idea how you beat it or what goes on from there. Is this game sitting in an ecosystem
2: of other meta games coming out right now or does it sort of sit on its own as an anomaly?
0: Well, the creators of the game made another game called YouTube Life, which my understanding is that you train to become a YouTube star. Um, I did not play that game for what is hopefully very obvious reasons, but there seem to be more of them lately, and I'm not really sure why that is. What do you think the creators were thinking? That's a really good question. Um, Maybe they were thinking that they had already made YouTube Life, and so it wouldn't cost very much money or time or effort to just make this. Also, maybe they were going for some kind of really deep meta commentary on modern technological life that teenagers were born into, Um, or maybe they were trying to make a game that you know, like preteens almost would find attractive in some way um i i really don't know i think there are problems with all of those theories and i'm not sure which one of them is the most plausible i guess in theory it sounds
2: kind of interesting to make a game that tries to get at that whole idea that we're living in a simulation but it doesn't sound like this game really hit the mark
0: Right. It's like a hyper, it's like a hyper simplistic version of the Sims where you have only one goal and there's no flexibility in the platform to do whatever it is your heart desires to be the goal. You know, like, this, I don't, I always thought the best quality of the Sims was how flexible the game was. And you could pretty much do whatever you wanted. Uh, this game, there's absolutely none of that. Like, it very much forces you on a path. And you know, it, it, the game boils down to lots of menial tasks to make progress bars fill up and to gain experience points and just like all other completely gamified, obvious goals of role-playing games. Like, it's hyper simplistic. So I think, I I agree that, like, I, I think there's a weird version of this game to- geared towards adults that becomes a very... Um, sophisticated meta commentary on all this stuff that, that could work. Like, I could see that being an interesting um, world to dive into. This game just isn't it.
2: Aaron Gordon is a freelance writer based in New York. You can catch his work at places like Motherboard, The Village Voice, or here at The Outline. Thanks, Aaron.
0: Thanks, Aaron.
1: Culture. Have you noticed posts on Facebook from your friends about lipstick? Lipstick that they strongly endorse and maybe sort of think you should buy? Gabby Del Valle looked into the sudden trend of people selling this stuff on social media, and it turns out it's a company called Lipsense, which is owned by a parent company called Senegence. Gabby,
3: what is Lipsense? Lipsense is this... Long-wearing lipstick that apparently lasts up to 18 hours, and it is, quote, budge-proof and smudge-proof and kiss-proof and BJ-proof. The last one is what people say on Facebook when they want you to buy it. So I think
1: we should say right away that this is a multi-level marketing company, which is basically a pyramid scheme. Yes. It's very difficult for people who do these kinds of types of marketing to make real money, and it's very easy for them to fall into debt because it requires you to buy a bunch of product and um, kind of front that stuff ahead of time, and the margins are actually really small. And you can't buy it from their website. You have to buy it from a person.
3: Yeah. You have to buy it from a Senegens distributor, and in order to start, you have to sign up under a Senegens distributor. So, Gabby,
1: why did you get interested in this company in particular.
3: A few weeks ago, my roommate was like, have you ever seen these lipsticks that people are selling on Facebook? And she showed me like four Facebook groups that she had been added to. um, Because when there's a CeneGence distributor, which is what the company calls the people who sell the lipsticks, a popular way for them to get you to buy their product is to just mass add you to a Facebook group where they will post about the lipsticks and like how good they are. What's the basic pitch from
1: Senegents to these new sellers? What are they being sold?
3: Well, I think the pitch, I guess it does come fr- it comes directly from Senegents, but they don't hear it from Senagence. They hear it from like their acquaintances or their childhood friends or their Facebook friends or whatever or like beauty bloggers. Um when you are brand new, what are the first 10 things that you need to do as a brand new lip sense distributor.
1: Right. That's key to how these schemes spread is that it usually comes from someone you know or someone you trust.
3: Yeah, someone you know or someone you trust or an influencer, which is really big now. Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel Beauty Share. So today in my lip sense series, what we'll be talking about is how to choose colors. There are beauty bloggers who have like made like tens of thousands of dollars allegedly. Off of cettogens,
1: there are no other products like these in the entire world, and there won't be for at least another thirty years. Um, all of our products are patented, especially our lip scents. It's not just the product. It's not just these lipsticks. There's also a culture, it seems like, around this around this company,
3: yeah. it's this like very hyper positive girl boss, like, You can be a stay-at-home mom and work 10 hours a week and provide for your whole family and have it all and look so good in your lip sense. There are these graphics that they make that are like, if you treat your business like a hobby, then don't expect to get paid like it's a business. And it's it's very aspirational. I
1: did a story about a multi-level marketing company in 2012 that was recruiting people in New York, and the company was called World Ventures. And their thing was selling travel packages, and you had to recruit people, and then you would get—you would recruit people by inviting your friends to these meetings where you would get a sales pitch from, like, a more advanced, more experienced salesperson, and then you would sign up under the person who had brought you in. And it was this insanely complex explanation for how you were supposed to be able to make money, and the core of it was that— You make money for what you sell, and you make money from what people who sign up under you in your quote-unquote downline make. But there were a bunch of twists and turns about how you would make extra money this way, and how you would make money this way, and how at this level you would get a car. And it was super confusing, and I realized because none of the math made any sense.
3: Yeah, Senegents is also really confusing. I found this really complicated graphic that was breaking down... It was, like, how we get paid. And also, I think the most important part is that the company doesn't actually track how much any of these people are selling. It just tracks how much they're buying. So if you are buying 500 lipsticks or whatever, you move up the ranks even if you don't have anyone to sell them to. But one person I spoke to told me that the company is kind of protecting itself legally because whenever you buy something – from the Senegens website, you have to check a little box that says that it's either for personal use or you've already unloaded 70% of your stock.
1: It seems like basically Lipsense is making money by selling product to these people who are quote unquote distributors, but really they're just customers buying yeah. lipstick.
3: Yeah. Um, and I one of them told me that for a time, like they didn't even give out testers. So if you wanted to even show people how... It worked to get them to buy it from you. You had to buy them for personal use just to, like, show people how it worked. And some people are making a few sales. One of the people I spoke to said that there was a time where so many people were being recruited and there were problems going on in the Lip sense factory. So uh, all of a sudden, like, all of the lipsticks were just out of stock for months. And that drove the price up so much or in the demand up so much that... She sold one for $100, but she sold it, I think, to another person who just was selling lip scents. I think I may have called this
1: thing a pyramid scheme because that's what it seems like to me, but... It
3: seems like it's legally not, but it might be. It's very dicey. There's this weird distinction
1: between multi-level marketing companies, which are supposedly kosher, and those companies have some kind of product that they're shuffling around, whether it's really being sold or it's just being put through the scheme where you're just trying to constantly bring people in so the whole thing doesn't collapse, that's less clear. But the Federal Trade Commission says, you know, that's okay. Multi-level marketing companies can be legitimate as long as it's not a pyramid scheme. So what is the difference as far as you can tell?
3: As far as I know, a pyramid scheme requires that there isn't an actual product being sold. Whereas a multi-level marketing company has a product that they can basically use as a cover. So, I mean, the lines are so blurry with a company like Lipsense, um, where it meets a lot of the requirements or the red flags that come up, even on the FTC's website, where they're like, these are the signs that you might be participating in a pyramid scheme. But it's, it's really dicey. As far as I can see, they're doing everything legally correctly. They're... In the Direct Sellers Association, which is the lobbying agency that represents all the big multi level marketing companies. But that doesn't mean that it's necessarily ethical or that they're not a pyramid scheme in a sense. I just think when I did the
1: story about World Ventures, the travel multi level marketing scheme, it was like I talked to a ton of people, and a very small number of people told me that they were not making money. And a lot of people seem to be either lying or in total denial about how deep in debt they were. That's so bleak. So if you are a LipSense distributor and you decide you're not making money or maybe you're going into debt and you want to quit, what's the next step?
3: You can quit if you want. You have to contact Cetagence and tell them that you want to quit and... They will reportedly buy back your stock, but not all of it. It's only the stock that you've purchased within, I think, the last month because, again, you've agreed or you've acknowledged that you've sold 70% of your existing stock, even though I was told that's not true for most people.
1: What if you have a friend who is doing this?
3: Have an intervention. (laughs) Don't be lured in by Christina Aguilera's red mouth. Get a job at the mall. (laughs) Gabby Del Valle is
1: a writer here at the Outline. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks, Adrian.
2: That's it for the dispatch. Remember, you can subscribe and hear new stories every Monday through Thursday.
1: You can find us in Apple Podcasts or whatever app you use to listen. I'm Adrienne Jeffries.
2: And I'm Erin Edwards. Thanks for listening. More stories tomorrow.